to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Farija from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. joined us for episode 28 of The Art of Decluttering. Today we're going to be talking about how to set a vision for 2018 and setting your year up to be your best yet. Kirsty, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Amy. How was your Christmas? Oh, it was lovely. It was really lovely. We had Christmas Day with the family. We had Boxing Day at home. The kids and I did not get out of our pyjamas on Boxing Day. Um, and then I've worked the last couple of days. So it's been really enjoyable. Yay. How about you? I know you've just come back from the beach. So tell me what you've been doing. Oh, what have I been doing? I've been saying on my Facebook page, on my business Facebook page, how this season in between Christmas and New Year's is so hard. You don't know what day it is, where you're meant to be going, what like what are you meant to be doing if unless you are working like you have been? <laughs> And I think even though I have been working, I feel a bit the same. Like I didn't know what day it was. We forgot to put the bins out on the right day. We get to six o'clock at night and we say, we better think about dinner because we're really in that holiday mode. Yeah, I had one of my beautiful friends put on um, my Facebook page that she loves this um, time of year because it it does give her time to catch up on things, catch her breath. Um, And she said that um, she thinks that adults can be like kids and really need no schedules sometimes. So shout out to my beautiful friend, Sue Ellen. (laughs) That sounds very nice, Sue Ellen. I think we really agree with you. So, yeah, so you were just telling me about an article that you've read that has some really cool questions that we can ask ourselves coming out of one year and heading into the next. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Another beautiful friend of mine, Karina, um, put this article up on her Facebook page. And so I was reading it and was really inspired by it and it had some really challenging questions. Um, So it's seven questions to end 2017 with clarity and start 2018 with intention. Um, So I'll put a link up on our um, in the show notes and it'll be on Facebook, but we're just going to ask ourselves a couple of those questions. There's seven of them, but we're just going to do three today. Um, and then as Amy said, we're going to move on to visioning about 2018 and helping you visioning. to, I know I just made that word up now. I actually really like it because <laughs> it's a doing word and vision is a doing word. Yes. So we're going to go oh, on to that soon, but first, first. <laughs> so the first question that we are going to ask each other is what was one of the moments where we were most proud this year? And what does that tell us about how we want to spend our time, energy and money in 2018? It's a really good question, Kirst. Do you want to go first? Have you had a chance to think about your answer to this one yet? I think that as 
corny and as sappy as this sounds, <laughs> that I think one of the proudest moments that I had this year was when you called me, Amy, and said, oh, we've had 1,500 downloads of our podcast. <laughs> do you remember that conversation? I do. I remember like squealing and jumping around <laughs> in excitement. I had one of my girlfriends, Rochelle, over and she's um, a businesswoman as well. And so she was super excited and jumping up and down with me. So I think that that was a real highlight of my year because we started this podcast thinking that it was just going to be the two of us talking to each other (laughs) and maybe a few of our clients would listen to and maybe a few but not all of our family would listen to it and then within a couple of weeks we'd reached 1500 listeners and we thought that was amazing and now we're like close to 200,000 downloads (laughs) and so I just look back and go how excited we were at 1500 And that doesn't mean that we're not super excited every single week when we look at our stats and see that at least another 1,500 people have listened to us this week. (laughs) So I think that that was probably one of the highlights of my year. And so that makes me just think that, yes, we should continue this beautiful podcast this year. Uh, yes, we should, because it's too much fun to do anything other than this, Kirst. I actually think one of my highlights was a conversation we had um, probably a, just a little bit after the 1,500 downloads, and it was when you called to say that you'd had a call from Channel 7 um, <laughs> and we were going to go up. Well, I was going to come up to Sydney and, and we were going to go on Sunrise. And I just remember feeling, I know this is a bit strange, but just like such a grown-up business person, booking flights and accommodation and going up to go on TV. And it was such a delight because, you know, I'd wanted to do a little bit more media this year and to be able to do it together and to stay together in the Western as we did on the night before and wake up together. And it was just such a good 24 hours. I knew you were going to pick that 24 hours. I just knew it. Can you tell our beautiful listeners why that was so special to you? Particularly, I really want to hear you tell your story about your dad again. So my dad is one of the most encouraging men in my world. Um, And I was first on TV on Deal or No Deal probably nine years ago. And it was nothing to do with business or anything like that. I was just a contestant. My sister had been invited to be on the show when she invited me as her guest. So we had so much fun. And when we got back and we won some money and it was great. When we got back, my dad said to me, you're going to be on morning TV one day. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I don't know what I'd be on morning TV for, but yay, I'm happy, you know, I'd love the thought of it. And so, um, you know, I'd really had, he kind of planted a seed, I guess. And I've done a few evening kind of um, shows on TV and done a few things, but I'd never cracked into the morning morning shows. So to be able to get on Sunrise was such a thrill. And dad was the first person I rang before I even spoke to Cal. I spoke to my dad and said, oh my gosh, it's happening. And he was so, so supportive and um, even flew me up there. So yay, dad. (laughs) It's so sweet. I love how much John loves you. It's really beautiful. Yeah, he's a pretty special dad. So there are proud moments. Was there a second part to that question? Yeah. What does that tell you how you should spend your time in 2018? What does that tell you, Kirst? That we should keep doing this podcast. Yeah. I just feel like it means that we're on the right track, doesn't it? Yeah. 
And we've both had many more opportunities. Um, we've done radio and newspaper and magazines and things since then. So I think we're on the right track and we're loving what we do. I think that's the important part is that they're highlights and that we get to do it together and we get to have real joy in that. So I think, yay, second part of the question is just keep doing it. <laughs> Yay. So let us know if you too love this podcast and want us to keep going in 2018. <laughs> and that's a great question for you guys to ask too. What is the proudest moment that you had in 2017? And what does that tell you about yourself and what you should be pursuing for the year to come? Yeah, because we know that um, 2017 wasn't great for everybody. Um, it was a highlight year for Amy and I in some ways, but it was we know um, that it hasn't always been wonderful for um, all of our listeners and a lot of our friends. So um, we want you to let go of 2017 in a beautiful way and um, really glean from it what you can and then let it go. I've got a beautiful client, Kirst, who, you know, you were talking about letting it go and she talks about thoughtfully disposing of things. And so what she does is if there's something that's particularly difficult to let go of and to declutter, she'll often say to me, put that aside and I'm going to thoughtfully let go of it later on. And that just means that it doesn't get chucked in the bin. It's thought about, the memories are taken on, but she intentionally then lets it go and, and parts with that part of her life. Oh, that's beautiful. Do I know this client? It's the beautiful Julianne. Oh, I do know this client. Yay. Yes. So she, she's good. And I use that, Julianne. I use that quite a lot now with other people. And I say it's time to thoughtfully let this one go. Mm, I tell my clients all the time to get their Elsa on. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Let um, it go. Yeah. Don't sing, Amy. Are you a better singer than me? No, I'm I not. I think you must sing that hard to me. So could you just like no. give us a rendition? No, no, no. no. <laughs> This is a brand new year. We want people to stick with us, not leave us on the first episode. No, oh, all right. No more singing for 2018. <laughs> so, What's question number two, Kess? Question number two is actually question number six in this article. And it says, what is one question that you found yourself asking over and over again this year? And what version of an answer are you going to live into more in 2018? I really liked this one. I think the question that I asked myself a lot in 2017 was how do I make it happen? There were so many things that I had on my vision list that if I just went through 2017 unintentionally and just kind of moseying my way through that I would get to the end of 2017 and there'd be kind of nothing gained for my vision. And so it was really like, well, what's it going to take? What's it going to take for me to, you know, attract more clients? What's it going to take for me to have a better website? What's it going to take for me to network more? What's it going to take for me to get my book out there? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? And it wasn't necessarily forced. It was just really intentional and making sure that I took responsibility and action for the goals that I had for my year. So that's my question. Mm, great. And so how are you going to live into that next year? Mm, I guess I'm just going to do more of that. Mm. How can I make it happen? It worked well for you this year, last year. It did all oh, right, didn't it? So confusing because we're actually recording this in 2017, pretending that it's 2018. So, <laughs> but 2018 is only a couple of days away. So. Yeah, we've only got like two more sleeps, so we, we, we're confused. And you know what? It'll be like April before I remember what year we're actually in. Yeah, do you take ages to figure out which year it is when you're writing the date? Oh, forever. Like 
I noticed when I was younger, I would struggle with what day of the month it was. And then the older bit got a bit older and then I'd struggle with what month it was. And now I'm just to that age where it's like, I don't even know what century we're in. (laughs) Have you ever written your um, maiden name accidentally? Oh, wow. No. Oh, sometimes I go to sign my name and I still sign it in the old way. <laughs> oh, that's really entrenched, isn't it? Like you've got that brain connection that is like you just look at something to sign and your hand goes, no, it's Kirsty Thompson. Yeah, it's weird considering that I've been married probably for longer than I was signing my name for as a Thompson. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Anyway. Just sidetracked. Um, that is, tell me what your question has been for 2017. Um, I think that it is um, probably similar to what we were speaking about last year about my word fear and being fearless. Um, I suppose it probably was like, why am I scared of this? Like, why, what do I have to fear? What do I have to fear? And, and realising that actually there, there's not much to fear in the the situations that came up for me, I didn't mm-hmm. actually have to, um, that could have been my natural reaction to it. Like, oh, no way can I go on sunrise. Um, but then I was like, actually, what do I have to fear? I can make a fool of myself and what does it really matter? Like I love that kiss. I can still do it. I can still say yes, even if I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> yeah. How many times did we say yes this year and shaking our boots all the way through it? Yeah. So I think that that was probably, yeah, my one question was like, what do I have to fear in this? And, mm. and what will that mean for you in 2018? Well, I really, I'm still trying to figure out what my one word is that we were talking about last week. I'm still trying to figure out what that is for 2018. So until I figure that out, I think I'm still going to live into <laughs> my being fearless from last year. And I think that I know that that's a really good thing because I don't want to be fearful of what life throws at me and gives me and brings to me. I don't want to be fearful, whether that's be good or bad things. Um, I I know that we're not meant to live in fear. So I like that, but also that I do love the lesson that I learned last year to not be fearless. So I think that when I find my word for 2018, that's just going to be, um, brought into the fearlessness as well. I'm going to keep living in fearlessness, ness, ness, ness. (laughs) (laughs) Because what you're doing each year is adding something new. It's not replacing it. You're not replacing fearless with something else. You're simply just adding it to your character and who you are because you've lived it out so much in 2017. You totally can't separate yourself from that anymore, which is cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I think that that um, is the case for a lot of one word words, but then I think that there's also a season. Like I know one person yep. um, I've read at the moment, her um, word for a few years ago was rest. And that's not necessarily something um, that you have to live into every year. I think you definitely need to take it on board and have seasons of rest. Um, and it should be a natural rhythm of your life, but it shouldn't be necessarily your overarching word for every year. Although maybe that That's does really need to point. be for some people. <laughs> hit, hit, nudge, nudge. Yeah. I know somebody really close <laughs> to me that needs to rest a bit more. <laughs> hey, I've been resting, girlfriend. I've been like 12 hours sleep the other night. After doing a 12-hour day. Well, well, you know, give and take, 
<laughs> You're so cheeky. I am. Okay, so the last question we're going to ask each other from this um, onbeing.org article is, what makes you despair and what gives you hope right now at the end of 2017 going into 2018? Mm, this is a really good question. And I feel like for me, not one I can answer from a business perspective. It just seems to just go that bit deeper into who I am. So the thing that makes me despair is watching my kids in physical pain. Um, So you guys would probably know that um, 2017 I had sick kids a lot. We actually ended up in hospital last night with my youngest and my eldest has an ear infection today and my youngest has tonsillitis and croup and asthma and that just despair is the best word to describe how that feels as a parent when you cannot fix your child. Um, It is horrible and the hope, I guess, is that there's also a bit of freedom in the fact that you can't be the one to control that because you have to be able to hand it over and and just do what you can do to the best of your ability. You can't be, like, I don't have the powers within me to heal. Um, I can't stop an ear infection. I can't stop all these things. But it's about knowing the limitations you have. Um, and the hope is that, you know, I have hope in a higher being that this is not going to be a signature thing for my family. Sickness is not the um, the title over our family that health is. And so that's the hope, I guess, in amongst the despair. Oh, beautiful. So I'm just trying to think of what makes me despair. When our internet doesn't work properly and we have to re-record podcasts. That does make me despair. That has been <laughs> happening way too often in 2017. So 2018 is the year of wonderful technology for us. <laughs> And finding the right platform to record on to make our listeners enjoy the listening experience. So if you know of anything, listeners, let us know because we are despairing over that at the moment. <laughs> um, so my husband got me a book on refugees for um, for Christmas, but I had already read it. So then I went out and got another one. <laughs> and he's like, really, do you really want to despair over Christmas, New Year's season? And I was like, yes, I think I do. I know I do because that breaks my heart and it's an ongoing issue in our world and an ongoing issue in our country. Um, and so I want to be have my eyes open to the things that are going on in our world. I want to have my heart moved to, for things that go on and in our world that break other people's hearts. And so I do want to read people's stories um, and I do want to see the hope that they have in their stories. Um, and so that may not be an issue that you care much about. Um, listeners. If you don't, please <laughs> consider allowing it to break your heart. (laughs) Um, So I am really quite passionate about the way our country treats asylum seekers and refugees and that may not please everybody who listens um, but that's one of my biggest passions in life other than my family and this podcast (laughs) so um, I'm glad that I still chose a book on how Australians are are treating asylum seekers and refugees Um, and what gives me hope right now is that more and more people in Australia would have their eyes open opened to how we treat human beings who are trying to um, flee 
their countries um, and flee the death and destructions that's happening in their countries and that more and more Australians would have compassionate and um, loving hearts and have their hearts and arms and homes and country opened to people who desperately need our help. So (laughs) that went a little bit deep. Sorry, peeps. No, it's (laughs) Start of January, it's a good time to go deep. I just love your heart for that. And while you were speaking, it really struck me that something that we can look into for 2018 as a community is the art, the art of decluttering is that in every despairing moment there is hope. There is not a situation in our world that doesn't have hope associated to it. So whether that is really practical and you're looking in your home and you think, do you know what, I despair, I can't stand my home, I'm frustrated, my relationships aren't as they should be, my whole house is cluttered, I don't enjoy being there, it's causing frustration, there's hope. And whether or not it's that you hate your job or you're feeling really unhappy with your state of your health, there is always hope. So hold on to that because that will help you get through and make 2018 one to remember. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Flipping my despairing story around. No, not at all. Actually, what your story did is it just showed me that hope and despair coexist, but never is hope absent from the picture. Very true, my friend. Very true. (laughs) More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that's not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, toys, wardrobes, pantries, jewellery and so many more. So if you're new to the art of decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on entryways. We keep hooks right next to our door for our keys. Mm. So that coming and going, we put our keys straight away. So if you haven't got somewhere to store your car keys, you can go as simple as what Kirsty was saying, and that's just putting a basket somewhere near the door or on top of something that you know where it is and just make sure they always go in there. And for us, that's just hanging them up near the door. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. Let's move on to 2018 things as we are virtually there already. <laughs> well, people, our friends are listening to this on the 1st of January or later. So yes. you're there, people. You're there. You made it. Tell us what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello from the other side. <laughs> oh, such a corny dad joke. One of the things we wanted to talk to you about today was how to set a vision for your home. So there's plenty of things out there that sets a vision for your life. And the questions we just shared really are those overarching life questions. But what kind of questions can you ask that will enable you to have a home that is aligned with a vision? So, Kirst, why don't you start us off? Yeah, and thank you, Amy. So the reason we wanted to talk about a vision for your home is because this time of year is all about New Year's resolutions. And as cool as we are with resolutions, um, we really wanted to um, have something bigger than a resolution because as we all know sometimes resolutions peter out after a couple of weeks and you're all gung-ho about going to the gym and then come 21st of January you can't get off the couch (laughs) you'd rather sit and watch tv or so and so forth so we really wanted to set up this idea of creating a vision and you can use this vision for your health for your um, eating habits for your you know family for your relationships for anything Um, but 
that's not what our podcast is about. Our podcast is about your home. So we wanted to start talking about how how you create a vision for your home and what it is in 2018 that you can do um, to um, start living into um, your vision for your home. So the first thing Kirsty and I would always suggest is that you get your credit card and you go to the most expensive and luxurious stationery shop you can find and buy every single piece of paper, notebook, beautiful pens, spend, you know, $100 at least because you can't set a vision without having snow. I'm joking. Oh, Kirsty's pulling a funny face. I'm pulling That's a face. That's so many like... people do, though. <laughs> oh, I don't. Poor no. Don't say poor that funny faces so at you. Do. They go to Kiki K or they go to these beautiful stationery shops and instead of setting aside the time to actually set a vision, all they do is buy pretty stationery and then it sits there completely unused. So our suggestion is don't worry about whether you're writing your vision on the back of a napkin or on a piece of scrap paper or on the back of one of your children's artwork pieces. It doesn't matter. The point is to actually sit down and do it. So don't feel you have to go and prepare. You don't have to download some pretty um, template to fill out. We just want you to ask yourself some questions like, how do I want to feel in my home in 2018? How do I want my home to look? How do I want to feel when I get home from work? Or how do I want my kids to feel when they invite a friend over? So you also might want to ask, uh, do you want to be able to entertain more often? Do you want to spend less time looking after your home and more time enjoying friends and family? Do you want to feel free to invite people over at a drop of a hat without having to say, no, sorry, you've got to give me two weeks to clean up my house before you can come over? Do you want to have more time in your schedule uh, to to be spontaneous and going to the beach or like we've just done today or do you want to have more downtime in your week so that you're not running around like a headless chook so these are all some these are some of the questions that you could ask yourselves and we really recommend sitting down with um, everybody else who lives in your home to create this vision so that you know that you're working together to build the life that you want for 2018. And once you've asked yourself the, those questions and you have your answers, a really good thing to do is to kind of have a reality check and say, well, what's the reality for these things? Am I hospitable? Do my kids have play dates? Do I, am I able to wash the floors without first spending half an hour picking up things off the ground? Because once you have a reality and you have a vision, the gap is where you can do some amazing work in 2018. And that's what we're here for. We really want to help you in the gap. You know where you are and you can set the vision of where you want to be, but how to get there can really frustrate some people. And Kirsty and I have a real passion to help you bridge that gap and get to where your vision has been set. Yeah, so whether that's... Um listening to our podcast slowly over 2018 and cleaning up a room or a space at a time or whether that's binging over January and getting everything sorted by um, the time the kids go back to school or if to create your vision it actually takes you to be very vulnerable and ask Amy or I or another professional organiser to come into your home and help fast track that result so that you can start living that vision as soon as possible, then, you know, the choice is totally up to you. 
And Kirst, this is why the start of January is the biggest influx of people joining gyms, not because that helps them organise their homes, but because people set a vision in 2000, at the start of 2018, and they want to be fitter and healthier, but they realise that they can't do that alone. And so people join a gym or get a personal trainer. Now that's exactly the same with professional organising. You can set a vision But how to get there can be really tricky sometimes. Sometimes you need the accountability. Sometimes you need the coaching. Sometimes you need someone beside you just to encourage you. And so that's what we're here for, whether it is in person, which we would love to do, or via our podcast, we want to be your cheerleaders in 2018 when it comes to decluttering your home. We totally do. Here we are. V. I-S-I-O-N, V-I-S-I-O-N, being a cheerleader. So I'm not allowed to sing, but you're allowed to cheer? Yeah, totally. <laughs> can you see me with my sparkly glittery? for everyone who's not watching because I'm the only one that can actually see Kirsty. She's shaking her hands in the air as if she's holding some imaginary pom-poms. It's quite a sight. Oh, yeah. You all wish we were recording this for FaceTime, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to encourage you from Kirsty and I, 2018 can be an amazing year for you. We can't make any guarantees about what will come, but what we can is that when you have a vision and you work toward that vision, you will achieve some amazing things. Your home will be much nicer to live in. Your stress levels will be lower. You'll be feeling more calm and relaxed. And so it is worth doing this exercise even if you just set aside half an hour grab the first piece of paper you see and start writing down what you would like to have your home look like this year yeah and as I mentioned before it is it is can be really challenging to do with this with people who live in your home so as much as we encourage you to do it with the people who are also residing in your home if you are the only person who's on board this decluttering journey at the moment then totally sit down and do that vision for yourself and then As we said before, and we will continue to say that people will join in on your enthusiasm when they see the changes that you've made and the lifestyle that you're wanting to create, they they will join you eventually. It might take them a little while and have grace for them as they're on that journey. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we we totally believe that they will join you eventually. So beautiful community, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged and inspired to live an amazing 2018. Connect with us over on our Facebook page and we will catch you next week. And we really hope you have a beautiful New Year's Day today and that your 2018 is so amazing and we can't wait to see that journey this year. Bye. Bye. joining us if you've learned something awesome today do a friend a favor and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering you can find me amy over at simplyorganized.net or on facebook as simply organized po you can find me kirsty over at feelslikehome.net.au or on facebook as feels like home po don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website theartofdecluttering.com.au so if there's anything you want more info on check it out over there if you love what you hear we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on itunes we hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organized we hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom Oh,